Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. to the queens hello ladies gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i am joined by dylan now dylan before you say anything i have to address yami sorry joke from last week <laughs> i did not understand until people started talking about it the implications of what I had said. The, inte- the joke was meant to be that, you know, Toa Hanare, he has this crazy Instagram page where he talks about being a primal bro and how semen retention makes him all masculine and gets mm. him more testosterone and shit like this. And so I was like, oh, maybe Ami Sore should work on semen retention. And the joke was meant to be that as a biological female, she can't do that anyway. <laughs> so the advice was just not, it's just not good advice. It wasn't until people were like, that was insane. Why did you say that? That I realized I was insinuating she should have the coitus. So coitus. Did, I did not mean it in a crude way. <laughs> it was meant to be bad advice because, uh, you know, again, to my knowledge, Amisori is biologically a female, and therefore can't do that anyway. So, yeah, just thought that needed just, you know, <laughs> we had to get that out of the way. See, I knew it the second you said it. I was like, I don't know why he's, why he's, he's continuing. <laughs> he, he shouldn't. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we should it continue just, making this, it, this joke. It flew right over my head. Completely yeah, no, did, not, did not comprehend it. So, yeah, almost... Uh, it was quite funny. I found it quite funny. A lot of people did. A lot of people did. They were like, dude, that was so funny. And I was like, probably, but uh, I don't know. Also a bit like, you know, 10 years from now, somebody's going to come back and be like, did you say this? It's like, oh, no. I didn't mean yeah. it like that. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So since we're kind of starting off with a little bit of, you know, uh, I, I did want to bring up one thing because i mean i feel like it's kind of important it's it's a male wrestling thing it's from the west but like i think we all know what i'm talking about i just wanted to bring it up for a second um because isn't it so fucking crazy that this past weekend kid lycos lost his mask in a in a progress match the biggest news coming out of male wrestling this past weekend fucking the shit wolf doesn't have his mask no more ain't that wild Did, did james put you up to this no, you know what? I, I I came up with this joke by myself, and I was like, James is gonna like this one. <laughs> like like it was it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, James is gonna like that. But um, yeah, ain't that crazy? The the other guy in Schadenfreude <laughs> doesn't have his one signature thing anymore. That what a uh, Brit Russ is dead. Has been. Oh, it has been. been. <laughs> it's really not good. Um. All right. Well, uh, I suppose if you get on to stardom, because that's the that's the main thing. Uh, you know, we could do Spotify Wrapped, but I don't think anyone cares. So, you know, 
Thank the you podcaster one guys. isn't good. The podcaster one it's isn't not. good. It's not. It's very basic. It's very black. I remember they, they came out with it, like, I don't know, I think the second year that we were doing it, like, they came out with, like, a decent one. Mm. We were like, oh, maybe it'll start getting good. And then it just, it just kind of never improved from there. No, um. no. <laughs> I did learn uh, New Zealand is, like, our number two uh oh, listening wow. hub so you know the people in new zealand they love them some stardom quests so the kiwis yeah and then i think india was number five and i'm assuming oh, that's, that's awesome. just ash like i assume that's just ash <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe, maybe he doesn't listen, but maybe he does um so yeah we uh we had new zealand which was was pretty interesting that also implies that like only like eight people listen to the podcast if one person <laughs> can make india the top five um, well, nah, like he might be very dedicated, you know. I think it's more like, oh, is it like minutes? minutes? I, 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 just, uh, I don't know how they do it, but possible. I imagine because, uh, I, yeah, just be dedicated. We got a tweet, um, that somebody listened 10,000 minutes of just us. Is that every minute we've produced? I don't know, it has to be up. <laughs> Cause like, like I was thinking, it's like ten thousand minutes is fucking a lot. Like I know we talk a lot, but Jesus Christ, like I don't, like I don't think it, I've spoken to anybody this year that much outside of like my mother. You know what I yeah. mean? Like ten thousand minutes is absurd, and y'all motherfuckers are just listening for ten. That's wild. We we yes. appreciate y'all deeply, but also maybe get some help. Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, wow. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, our lives would be a lot less great. Oh, a lot. I don't know where I was going. You're better at Thank this you. than me, and you're messing up. <laughs> this is meant yeah, to be your no. thing. You're the. Um, we we appreciate it. It's awesome. We do. Um, we do. That people listen to us for some reason. Indeed. Um, anyway, on to stardom. So, uh, interesting, interesting kind of week there. Um, did I delete it after finding it? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, so we're already seeing some changes being made with the new president. He hasn't officially taken over, but he's basically taken over. Like he is, mm. he has already changed everything. And the biggest thing is that in Tokyo sports, uh, he said that they're going to revise the touring schedule for stardom. They're also going to reduce the number of big shows slash pay-per-views to about one per month. So that's kind of a big thing that a lot of people have been asking, you know, not to not just to reduce the schedule, but to reduce the big events. You know, mm-hmm. they had already said they're not going to run big events during tournaments. So it really seems like they are scaling back uh, just to help the talent take it easier, um, but probably also to help Rossi take it easier because uh, you know his his booking kind of has gone awry over the last year or so because he's been stretched so thin trying to fill two pay per views a month, whereas now you would hope things can kind of flow a lot better. Yeah, it's it's strange. We talked about this before that it's like considering how many pay per views and how many shows they have, we really don't see that many title matches. So I imagine we'll just like kind of go back to the way it was to a certain degree, like two years ago, um, where it's like, oh yeah, there's a big show pretty much every month, and every month there's a championship match. Because now it's like we'll go like three months without a championship match because it's like you have to fill in slots to make things make sense and before you can do a title match and then it's like it you don't want to it's just a whole mess so i hope that this does kind of just improve the overall flow of the cards um with only doing one show a month Uh, i imagine that that like is obviously um 
kind of going to go more into effect like post the big show in uh in the spring because mm-hmm. the schedule is pretty set for the next six months already like they you can't change an entire like january has like four pay-per-views <laughs> but that makes sense because it's uh wrestle kingdom season and they have two on back-to-back days um but so i imagine i wouldn't expect that to go into full effect for a bit but i do think that maybe the triangle derby not seemingly being around is a part of that um and just lightening the schedule so i don't know well it's i think you know the clear thing is that they seem to be listening um because even another thing that he said was there they have like a the word union was used but it's i think it's loosely a union where the wrestlers were going to be able to like bring their concerns to the senior management and obviously mm-hmm. that's something that julia was talking about in her interview the other week where she was like they just i was screaming to just i want to wrestle a normal match let me do a normal match and nobody was listening and that came after uh the show starting late and her being like what the hell is happening and being laughed off so uh it seems like the flow of communication is going to get better it seems like the focus is going to be on putting on better shows rather than more shows they want to put on more mm. good shows um and, you know that's the kind of thing where yeah you're only running one pay-per-view a month but it might be better to run one absolutely loaded pay-per-view as opposed to two where you're like splitting the ideas in half and doing a strap match or whatever i also think that like utilizing corkins more is super sp- like the corkin we're going to talk about today was loaded there was mm. a lot of shit on it just do that. You have a Corican every month. You have a pay-per-view every month. That's two. That's one big show and one fairly big show. That's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a, a Joshi company like this. Like, that is definitely enough. Um, I don't think you need to have these, like, huge arena shows every, you know, twice a month and end up getting 600 people in a 5,000 venue. You know, like, that's not very good for anybody. Um, no, not at all. And I mean, let's so, let's yeah. remember the the golden stretch we all remember from Stardom was everything revolved around one cork in a month, right? Like the Arisa mm-hmm. Hoshiki days, the Momotanabe days, the Kagetsu, Ayu. That was all, you know, that era was done based around one big cork in a month that they could build to and have everything kind of focus on. So going back to that could definitely see kind of everything improve because definitely over the last few months like they've let a lot of things get lax i mean yeah you know, i said it for a while like they they didn't have many stories going they they haven't built up many credible challengers to somebody like marai whereas that didn't used to be a problem because they they were so yeah. focused on everything and um, so hopefully they can get back to that and just everything can work better for on all aspects really yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, um, I think the schedule has been killing everybody. Um, really, <laughs> like it's been it's been hard to be a not hard to be a fan, but um, I don't know. That's one thing is that I think it could also improve the house shows just in general because house shows used to be very very fun, and now it feels like they have to do house shows. You know, I mean, like it, the it's weird to like put into words, I guess. Um, 
I think that there there has been a severe uh, downgrade in quality on on house shows in stardom this year, especially. Um, it started a bit last year, but I would say this year has been like noticeable to where like I don't really even want to watch a lot of the house shows that they run um, because they run so many that it's like, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is what is a Hazuki gonna do when she has a move set? That she's not gonna give all of it out every day of a seven of a seven show in ten days. Like that's ludicrous. Why would you do that? Just do as little as you can so that you don't die and then, you know, get ready for the next one. Um, I think doing less shows in general will probably help that part of the roster. It might mm-hmm. make it harder for the younger roster. Um to like improve as much i don't know if mariah may would have there's actually so an interesting thing about that uh because milano did an interview as well where he was saying that you know people like Miyu amasaki they were only able to train at the dojo like once a month because the schedule had them on the that road all sense. the time yeah. so they couldn't even train up once they had debuted it was like you train and debut and then you're on the road so he he actually had issues as well with the regime you know milano and milano He's not the trainer trainer. He was like, yeah, I'm there like once a month or whatever. Um, but he was kind of saying like... Miyu He's Amasaki, the overseer, basically. Yeah, but he even... There. He had said like Miyu Amasaki went on the road and wasn't able to get better at all. Um, and like Hanako only debuted... Or, like trained a few times and was on the road. So it seems like for the younger wrestlers, it could give them less reps in the ring, yeah. but more time to train up their their kind of base skills. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an in-between, because I think, you know, I know we bring it up basically every week and kind of shit on it, but I think there's, like, the AEW method and the stardom method, or the AEW and the AJW method, um, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we're going to train you, and then you're going to go on the road, and you're never going to see this dojo again, you're never going to see your home again, because you will be wrestling every single day of the year. Whereas AEW, it's like, you will wrestle maybe once a month. Yes. Good luck. There's a in-between, obviously. <laughs> um that's why I was. That's why I was. Kind of, but that was kind of, kind of what I was alluding to, where it's like, oh, maybe it could uh, make it harder for these wrestlers to get better in the. And like I was saying, like a Mariah May, I don't know how much insanely quick growth she would have if she wasn't on a schedule like this. But I also think that they aren't going to be downgrading the schedule enough to where it'll be noticeable that like, oh, she's not getting enough reps. Like they're gonna get mm-hmm. enough reps. It, it's especially with new of, blood. Yeah, like I think yeah. the new blood. Your, your, you know, your Yuzuki's are gonna at least wrestle ninety matches per year, regardless. And I think that's more than enough for any wrestler to kind of start improving. So um, that is a funny thing. I think Valkay tweeted it that uh, Toa Leona shouts out the newest member of uh, House of Torture. Um, he's wrestled like less matches than Hanako, and he's been wrestling for like four years, and Hanako's been wrestling for six months. Wow. Um, that's like, and that's just an American issue. Like, that's an American indie issue. That's an American company issue. Uh, you know, you're just not getting enough reps most of the places you're going to be in America. Um, but yeah, it, I think that is a uniquely Joshi thing, is the insane schedules where it's like, you are going to be working as much as possible to get as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think overworking is a very real thing regardless of that belief system. 
Definitely. Um, kind of moving on from that then, uh, Dave Meltzer had some reports uh, in The Observer kind of related to stardom. The first one is that uh, Suzu Suzuki was actually supposed to be World of Stardom champion right now. Uh, she was scheduled to beat Tam at the uh, Nagoya Gold Rush show. So that's kind of interesting. In that clearly somewhere along the lines they shook their plans up because Saya versus Tam was the the obvious kind of match for a while. Um yeah. and I think maybe they were just saying, okay, well Tam has hurt herself and Su Saya is hurt. So maybe we're just gonna pivot to Micah versus Suzu, because that has a story that we can go with. Whereas, you know, they weren't sure if Saya and Tam were gonna have enough time to do that. Uh whereas they obviously knew suzu and mike would be around so we were kind of talking about it that like tam didn't have many realistic challengers for year end outside of saya mm. that would make sense you know what i mean like mayu's probably busy and if she's not mayu but yeah. <laughs> you know like that's it like uh, barring injuries post well i don't know how long ago you could bar injuries i guess but like as of suzu winning the tournament right I don't know who you could have put in there for for Tam at year end if you didn't want to put Sai Kamatani in there fresh off injury, yeah. Um, which is fair. Like we'll talk about the match that they had. Um, Saya looks great considering that she's been out for so long, but there is rust to the point where I don't think you would want her in the main event of your biggest show of the year. That's going to go twenty five minutes and it's a singles match. Like that's fair. Like I get, I get the the reasoning behind them not putting Saya there. So I don't know who Tam could have faced if, you know, she wasn't injured. Her getting injured is just like a whole nother thing where it's like, oh, fuck, now we really need to figure this out. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's, um, it seems pretty bad with Tam, uh, not to move on too quickly, but Dave, mm. uh, he also said that she vacated the belt. It was determined that due to her injury, she won't be back in time for the next major shows. And this is where it's kind of interesting to me. There was at least talk going around in recent weeks regarding how much longer she would wrestle. So I read that as there was talk within stardom. Some people have read that as there's talk amongst the fan base. But I don't know, like assuming Sony or Fumi was telling them this, a... I, don't, I don't know why they would take the fan base into account. Yeah, I, I, don't, imagine... I don't think that's what Dave really does. You know, no. like... Um... Because, I mean, there's been, there, like, let's look at it like this. There's been talks amongst the fan base that, you know, MJF was going to lose the belt nine months ago. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, like, to, I think taking that as, like, a barometer doesn't really work. That has to be within the company or within the surroundings of the company, like Afumi, as you said. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of been speculating that for a while, uh, that Tam got this world title run before she was going to retire because uh three years ago she said she's going to retire in two years you know what i mean like <laughs> and then about about like nine months ago she was like oh i'm looking for a successor now and it was like well listen <laughs> like how, how many more Maybe times could you tell us <laughs> yeah how many how many more times you're going to talk about winding down before you wind down um because yeah mayu does the same she's like i want i want to get married and wind down and it's like all right honey yeah yeah you've been saying this for six years now <laughs> like yeah never so. forget the time she said oh yeah i'm retiring this month i want to go be a dog groomer and then just didn't leave 
Yeah. It's, like, Rossi's like, I don't believe you. I'm not giving you a retirement show. No, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. With with Tam, though, it had definitely been like, that knee injury looked bad. And hmm. I think a lot of wrestlers would have a hard time coming back from something like that. But especially somebody with, what, 10 years of wear and tear of the Josie schedule. Um, she's oh, like in her mid- years, yeah, I think in, She's in her like mid to late thirties, maybe. Yeah, I don't she, know how she, old she's she is. thirty-five. I think. So, and especially as a woman, like knee injuries. Like I, I follow women's football, and knee injuries are devastating to these women's yeah, careers. 35. So, you know, I've seen it in, in women's sports a lot, where a knee injury, especially in your thirties, can just completely take you out. So, you know, I think it's uh, the injury was really where I started question Tom's future. Um, yes, so I. Think, I think Dave kind of mentioning it makes it seem a lot more real that people within the company are kind of wondering when the clock is going to kind of count down. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or if I said this privately, but when she got injured, I was basically like, okay, well, if she's not back for a gold rush. I don't know if she's coming back. Yeah, you said that you know to me, I mean? yeah. Where it's like, you know, if she's not healthy for, you know, especially that she wasn't healthy for Nagoya and for the year-end show, I don't know if she's going to be coming back in any meaningful capacity. Uh, in that, like, she might have a retirement match, you know, or, like, a retirement road type of thing. But I don't know if she will be, you know, in the game when mm-hmm. she comes back because of the nature of a knee injury and because of, you know, she was already... It already felt like this red belt run was her last hurrah, effectively. So I think this just kind of sped it up, unfortunately. Yeah, I I could see that for sure. And I mean, I, if Dave is saying it, then I think there's something to it because obviously he gets his information from within stardom generally. Mm. Um, so there's got to be something to it there. Um, uh, we'll just That's have to Suzu news, see. which I didn't really talk about much when you brought it up. Crazy mm-hmm. if um, Micah wins, right? Um, it feels like it. It should it's possible. We'll, we'll we'll discuss that a bit later. Um, oh, yeah. you didn't see Mike and Momo though, so you don't get no, it. Not. But you I will don't. get it. I will explain it to you. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, I I know stuff. the gravity of Micah versus Momo, and we'll talk about that when we. Get oh, it's there, not but... even that. Like it's, uh, you know, we'll we'll get there. Um, yeah. <laughs> another bit of news. Another injury. Uh, sadly, Lady C is out with injury she got hurt uh doing the singapore uh run they have announced that she will be out through uh december 10th so she'll she'll be back after that or that's the schedule and this is one of the the many changes i've seen from stardom in the past week that is very positive um i think this exact timeline stuff is really good and not from a nosy perspective but i think it got to the point where because they were so secretive about injuries, every time somebody went down, it was like, okay, is this Starlight Kid where she's out for a couple of weeks, or is this Aya Sakura where we're on month six? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, being so secretive led to people being like, what the hell is happening? Like everybody's dropping like flies. I was like, yeah, but some of them could just be a couple of weeks, or some of them could just be a weekend. Um, but if you don't differentiate between the short term injuries and the Momokogos and Aya Sakuras, everybody's just going to assume they're all Momokogos, or they're all Ayasakuras. So I quite like this change to saying, hey, Lady C is hurt. Here's when she's coming back. It, it just gives people that sense of ease of, okay, it's a small thing. It's only a couple of weeks, as opposed to the yeah, kind of but I also get panic. why they 
why they don't because if Lady C, you know, <laughs> like what what injury does she have again? Did they disclose that? Do you know? Um, let me check again. Um, neck injury. Yeah, like if if she sleeps wrong on her neck on December 9th, then she's gonna be like, ah, I, I I'm gonna be out for a couple more days, and I think they don't want to have to do that. Where it's like, oh, sorry, we were wrong. It's gonna be a few more days. Oh, sorry, uh, we were wrong. It's gonna I don't be a few more days. I, like I agree with you totally, but I also get from a like uh, card is subject to change point of view where they're like, we don't want to throw this, spring this on people, uh, because we're we were a day off in our calculations type of thing. Um, well, I don't think they would leave I it that close. <laughs> to be fair, um, I but I do think it's normal for injury timelines to change. Um, yes. Maybe that's just the sport fan in me, but you know, a guy can go from missing two matches to four in an mm. instant, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. I miss Koguma. I wonder how Koguma's doing. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Because she looked like it was going to be like just like a oh you know she's out for the remainder of the month, but she's not on any of these cards coming up, so that's a bit. But also, I, I believe Koguma is one of those people, and I know there are some people in the company that are a lot more like, if I'm injured, I'm taking my fucking time off. Like, <laughs> I am I am not going to come back any sooner than I have to, because I don't want to get more injured, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and Koguma is one of those types, as is like an Ayasakura. So, you know, the injuries are rough, and they're bad, and they, you know, are obviously plaguing this company. But I also think a lot of them are probably a bit more of like, okay, well, we're going to keep you out for as long as, as we can kind of keep you out to make sure that you're fully healed and mm-hmm. you don't re-agitate it when we don't really need you to. You know, Koguma's not really doing much. Like, you know, we don't want her re-agitating it in a three-way match against Hina and Fukikin Death. Like, if she doesn't <laughs> have to be there, she doesn't have to be there type of thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and I definitely, like, I'm all for that approach. But, you know, health is health. You can't really take it for for for... I forget the word now. It's granted. Called... Granted, yes, you can't take it for granted. You were about to say it, and then you're just like, "No, that's not right." I was like, "It was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was lost. Um, but yeah, no, I can see why they would be like. I think all of the injuries now are just them being cautious. Like, I think Lady C could have worked on the injury. They just were like, "Nah, we're not gonna risk it." So, which yeah. is fair. Which is good. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, now, they have announced the full card for the uh, December 2nd show. This is in the Dolphins Arena. Well, we're going to preview uh, that. We we will. That's, that's very true. I, I cannot believe that's in three days, because yes. the month changing will always mess me up. Um, <laughs> oh shit, it's do, already December. I know, right? Uh, but we do have the full card for that. Um, it's, it's a light-ish card, but you know what? We will take it. Um, They've also announced the cards through uh, December 10th. The interesting stuff to note is uh, Alice Inc. is sticking around and she's teaming with God's Eye a lot in main events. Uh, Megan Bain is also still around, which I'm kind of surprised by. I thought she she might be gone by now. Um, Hanan is back on the docket. I think she she was going to be around anyway. Um, She's been around outside of the one. And I think that's it. I don't think anybody else is like back. It's just the two foreign wrestlers are still around. around. Yeah. yeah. Um. So well, Mayu still isn't back. back. Mayu yeah, is uh, back. interesting. Which, I really thought that would be a short term thing. I 
I wonder what's going on with that because um I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I was sworn to secrecy on something. Um You probably were. <laughs> yeah, no, but Do you I want to like, like message it to me so I could see if you're allowed to say it? Yeah, we could we could we can move on. Alright, okay. Um But I'm gonna message it to you. Okay. Real quick. Um we can pause for a second. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't know how I'm going to cut that to be seamless, but you know what? We'll make it work. <laughs> uh, Dylan did not, you know, give away all of our our secrets. Um, yeah, that's the that's the kind of interesting stuff from those lineups. Is no Mayu, kind of no returns really. Um, but the two foreign wrestlers are sticking around, and Alice Inc has got some direction because she's uh, she's not doing singles matches anymore, which. Uh, some people might be happy about it, some people might not. We will we'll have to talk about I that. I think she'll do a lot better in tag match. I mean, I, I said this last yes. week that it's like, oh, she'll probably do great with Sherry when they tag together. Uh, and thank God they're actually tagging together because I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she's cool as a tag wrestler, um, yeah. or would be anyway. Um, so there was a show last Thursday in Nagoya. We have mm. to review that. All right, so four different shows to review. Uh, three of which are house shows, and one was an important Karkin. So, uh, I didn't watch everything from the house shows, and I obviously neither of us had time to watch everything from the Karkin. It only went up earlier, so we were kind of picking and choosing. Um, but I think there was some interesting stuff on the house shows that's at least worth kind of diving into. Uh, so the first one was on November twenty third. Uh, this was Stardom in Nagoya in the um, International Conference Center event hall, in front of four hundred and thirty two fans. Uh, in the opener, Miyu Amasaki beat Yuzuki uh, in, eight, in just under nine minutes. So Yuzuki, I think that's the interesting part of this. Uh, if if I can, before we get into yeah, it. go ahead. Um, Ayasakura and Hanako started with only doing five minute matches outside of their mm-hmm. first matches. Right, they had like longer first matches against uh, you know bigger talents, and then they started doing like exhibition matches, which were five minute time limits. And you know, I don't know if Ayasakura wrestled longer than you know six seven minutes in a singles match so Yuzuki's already here right um mm-hmm. i think that's an important thing to kind of differentiate is that hanako when she first started was not wrestling even eight minute matches in singles matches at least same with ayasakura especially not outside of um you know young blood young blood new blood <laughs> uh but so I thought that was an interesting thing to just kind of note that uh, all of these uh, Yuzuki matches were longer than like five, six minutes. Like they, they went a decent amount of time. Uh, this one kind of, I think it suffered a little bit. I thought, oh, this, this was like a minute shorter. It probably would have been a bit better. But uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing to note. Yeah, I, I kind of want to speak about Yuzuki in a broader term because I think reviewing one match out of the four isn't really helpful because she changed so much between match one and match four. <laughs> although I didn't get to see the fourth one, admittedly. It was, um, it was her best. It was her, yeah. It was her and Rena were really good. Yeah, that's good. Because um, yeah, I thought this was this was kind of like uh, after this match with Amasaki, I was like, okay, we might need to have a, a little come down here on the Yuzuki stuff because there was a lot of awkwardness, a lot of dead air, um, just those kind of little seconds of hesitation that you get when a wrestler isn't fully there yet um Mm. it reminded me of ronda rousey a bit because ronda she has that like second sometimes where she has to go oh yeah this is what i'm doing right and you kind of pause yeah (laughs) like you kind of you kind of notice when you watch ronda rousey there's 
she's not she's still not like fluid yet mm-hmm. and she has that like little hesitation um before she does stuff i thought yuzuki did that here and so there was a lot of like dead air a lot of different like pauses uh i thought the crowd was pretty shit though the crowd dragged this that whole show down so i think that hurt both of them um but i did think yuzuki was a lot better even by like the hina match like i thought that was really really well done so mm-hmm. from even this to match number three she got a lot cleaner like the hina match was fully clean like no issues at all um in the ring so you know uh, this this was only her second match i'm not saying she was dead on arrival um i think yuzuki is washed <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, she sucks get it get her get her out of here send her back to training that, that is uh, something that i find very funny just very quickly because i was looking at hanako's uh cage match for a second and she has a five and I'm just like, wow. she's been wrestling for six months, guys. <laughs> like, properly. I don't think it's time to be rating her on cage match. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You're, you're judging you're judging these, like, young wrestlers off of their six matches that they've ever had. And it's like, yeah, I think she's bad. It's like, no, she's she's just six matches in, homie. I don't know how that works. But There, sh- there should uh, be, like, yeah. a limit on cage match. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be able to review until there are a certain amount of years in or a certain amount of matches. Or at least, a, yeah, at least amount of matches, you know, like, give them, give them a hundred matches before you, I guess Mariah May uh, was, that's the issue, is that like I said, America and UK is different from Japan. Yeah. Because uh, there can be a wrestler who's been around for six, seven years and has wrestled, you know, 80 matches. Yeah, well, some of that is just not stuff documented on cage match i mean it's true like i know in ireland uh there's like touring shows that you know family friendly wrestling that go all over mm-hmm. the country and obviously they're not on cage match but they're reps either way yeah, totally. um and I, I think mariah may did similar um she, yes, she had she, said she, she did, did all-star like wrestling more matches than yeah cage match said so i think for especially in like the uk that's probably a big thing there's a lot of people doing unregistered matches for that stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah either way cage match uh should probably should probably have a term limit or something for <laughs> rating some people um but yeah i think yuzuki like between match one and match three tightened up so much that i was like this is this is definitely like she's living up to the to the hype like you know by match three to have to keep up with hina who isn't like a, a super worker but is an experienced pro wrestler right? to keep up with her so easily uh, says a lot about how good Yuzuki is going to be. Yeah, um, and I think I think that Hina match. If anybody who was was kind of behind it was Hina of the two, um, mm-hmm. and that's because she has rust. I, I looked it up. She hasn't had a singles match. This is her first singles match uh, since like May. So wow. you know, like <laughs> I can't really blame her much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that match. Like if if there was any downfalls to it, it was mainly just Hina kind of being a step behind where she can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, Yuzuki's already improved greatly. And I think the arena match was legitimately very good. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, Yuzuki's still really good. This Miyu match was a bit, uh, it left some to be desired. As I said, I mm-hmm. think Miyu and, Miyu and Yuzuki kind of feel like they can be kind of something. Uh, this match didn't tell me that, but, you know, I... I'm interested in how they both progress because I think we kind of forget that Mew is still like trying to grow a lot more uh, because she isn't there yet. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Yuzuki's entrance theme, 
I love it. <laughs> I really love okay. it. Okay. Uh, I so I good. still I still like it. Like I don't I don't mind it, but it reminds me of Friday by Rebecca Black. That's um, why it's so good. Yeah, no, I, like, like it, it kind of, it, it kind of has that vibe where I was like, oh, this is like, this is kind of not good, but I like it. It's, but it's good. I like it. And like the breakdown after uh, the kind of Rebecca Black part, um, the breakdown's really good. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm more on your side than not, but it is okay. funny because I was like, good. oh, I'm just gonna hear Friday from <laughs> now on <laughs> when I hear this song. That's fair, but you know. Uh, we we love Rebecca Black. I think, I think she's yeah, nice. Shouts she's out cool. Um, but yeah, no, Yuzuki is like I do not skip the entrance. <laughs> she's I I watch it now, <laughs> start to finish, and uh, it's it's very good. Um, the match after that was Starlight Kid beating Unimiz and Mori and Hanako. Uh, Kid won with the Black Tiger Leg Destroyer on Unimon in nine and a Still half minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, was this was the only Unimon match that happened because uh, she got pulled from the next few shows? No, she, or did she, she wrestle on Saturday. Got injured on the next match. Yeah, she, right, she got okay. injured in the next match. Yeah, because she she was off for two shows there, but she is back uh, right away. Uh, we had Scandinavian Hurricane beating Sai Ida in seven and a half minutes uh, with a right high kick. Um, Alice Inc is another one. Does not work as well on these smaller shows. Yeah, I, I think she's somebody else that we should talk about in like totality, um, kind of like Yuzuki. I think she definitely uh, got more accustomed to it. Like I think the Hanako match and the Tekla the match. match was like actually good. Like I yeah, match was actively good. yeah. I think she started to like get with it by then. But this and the other one I thought with Raka, uh, I think doing Tekkers with like really small powerhouses is not a great choice um no and i think it just didn't flow very well um it's a noticeable styles clash um it is and i also is. do want to bring up since uh we we're just kind of talking about it now alice versus ruaka was very funny because um i don't know if it was ruaka advocating for herself but somebody told alice Inc. to not kick ruaka which is very funny because <laughs> yeah. Alice Inc. did not throw a single kick outside of the finish um, and no shoot kicks. Like there, there's a difference between like a head kick that you kind of like you could see that they kind of whiff on it on purpose and like mm. a shoot kick to the leg. She was not even throwing that shit. Ruaka, Ruaka was not dealing with that. <laughs> and I found that very funny. Um, Saida did have to deal with that, uh, yes. which made it like an inch better, like a tiny bit, a smidge better. But I didn't think either of them were particularly good match no no it was definitely like i think alice was just getting up to grips with it because obviously the the house style is just so different from like middle of europe you know like the central europe is just i wouldn't say a wasteland of wrestling but it's it's certainly not the greatest quality yeah it's just completely different so i think with these two matches especially i think she was just getting to grips with just how different the style is here um and i thought by the tecla match she did get it kind of together um and i i'm interested in how she does in tags because i think if she picks her spots and tags she'll look a lot better than having to kind of carry a match doing her techers yeah and i think that the hanukkah match i i kind of pinpointed that one a bit more even so mm-hmm. than the tecla match that was good yeah. uh, because it felt like the styles clash but it worked right because i think her versus eden her versus ruaka was a styles clash and it just kind of fell apart because of it mm-hmm. i felt like her and hanako it felt like they were it was a story like the styles clash was the story and it was done well uh where it's like oh well, hanako could really just run her over but yeah. alice inc is like she could also just you know 
make it so that she can't run anymore. <laughs> so like that's like kind of the intrigue in it. Um, I think that they just couldn't really do that with Ida and Ruaka, right? Like that, those were the matches they just couldn't. Really, yeah, it, they couldn't find a vibe like that. It just felt like, oh, this doesn't really work. Um, I think, and I think that's well, why the Hanako match stood out. Yeah, I think as well, uh, Ida and Ruaka are like so small that she wasn't able to yes. judge the kicks properly, which is probably fair because uh, you probably like your form is probably completely different. Um, whereas with Hanako, she's taller, so I think Ink was able to throw the kicks with a lot more certainty. Um, and Ida's like uniquely small. She's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Alice is another one. I think uh, after the f- used to have to like kick down at her when she would do yes. the question mark kick. Oh, and that's right. why it always looked disgusting because mm-hmm. it wasn't just a, a kick. It was just like, it was like her slicing her neck off with it. It was um, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Ink is somebody who uh, I, I'm happy to see her stick around. I think there's something there with, with her in Japan. Um, but it definitely wasn't there in the first two matches, but I could see her kind of getting to grips with it by the third and fourth match. So kind of hopefully that that kind of keeps going. Because, yeah, I, I think Ink is cool. I think she's got a good presentation. Uh, you could definitely, like, do something with a wrestler like her. Um, so, you know, fair play. Um, match after that, well, then, was Nanai Takahashi and Hanan beating Natsuko Tora and Raka. Uh, Hanan pinned Raka in 12 and a half minutes with 17. Um, you know, technically, by right, uh, Nanai and Hanan should have come out to Hanan's team because she has a belt. And that would have been really good. Imagine Nanai walking out to... Nanai's theme is like one of of my favorite songs ever. (laughs) The visual of Hanan with that song was pretty cool, but I think the visual of Nanai with uh, Wish You Happy, Your Sunshine, yeah, would have been a lot funnier. So, uh, you know, They worked surprisingly well together, by the way. They did, Um, yeah. And Nanai was actually really good. Uh, Nanai loved Hanan. Like, she, she she was tweeting and posting on Instagram like a bunch of stuff about it. I was like, I don't even need to give Hanan a passion injection. She gets it. This girl gets it. She's going to be mm-hmm. great. She's going to be the future legend. Like, she's like, Hanan, she was like, Hanan asked me to write passion on my arm, and we both write it on our on our armband, and I, I fell in love with her. Like, she's she's my favorite. <laughs> she's cool. my favorite child now. <laughs> I think she really um, wants to bring something out of Raka as well. Yes, like she seems yes, like extra, like, I'm going to get Raka to this next level if it kills us like she she really has something there with Araka as well totally so um, I yeah I, I really like this good. match I thought this was fun um yeah I I thought that like uh Oedipus has been ch- cheating a bit more in mm-hmm. recent matches and I'm yes. just like I don't really mind it as much as I used to but I'm still like this doesn't feel really necessary in certain instances Mr. Uh, Okada is watching too much uh house torture <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but that's the thing is that it's like House of Torture is so unique with it that it's like it's very hit or miss. Whereas like sometimes it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, Edo Tai's never really either. It it always just kind of like a bit. It just makes the match a little bit worse. It doesn't make it like actively like bad, but it just like kind of takes it down a little bit. And it doesn't usually ever like make it better outside of that one BMI 2000 versus Seven Up match where I thought it made it better, um, which was a rarity. But yeah, Oedo has been cheating a bit more. Like, Kid just got in the ring and started, like, beating up Nanai. Uh, to the point that when Nanai and Hanan won, Nanai's like, bro, we just beat you three on on two. Think about that. Think about it. <laughs> I found that very funny, because she was right. Um, yeah, I thought this was quite good. Like you said, Ruaka and Nanai are still, you know, kind of doing something there. 
Uh, Han and Ruaka are obviously eternal rivals, so they did some good stuff with the closing stretch. Um, yeah, Nanai was, after the match, was like, uh, Ruaka, you need to remember the passion that I injected into your heart. And Ruaka's like, please shut up. Hmm. Please stop. <laughs> this is weird. I don't want... I, no, I'm not passionate. She's like, you're passionate, though. You have passion. She's like, please shut up. Ruaka's <laughs> a beast, leaves. man. Yeah. Oh, I love Ruaka. Ruaka is, like, super underrated as a character wrestler. Because um, she, like... Ha- she gets the character aspects, like, down to a T. Um, she gets who she's supposed to be. And I think that's something that not everybody does. Uh, but also now everybody looks at as, like, a... You know meaningful thing when it is yeah i mean kind of yeah um she isn't getting escargot chance over though so she's really she's being lapped by a certain lady um but you know we will get to that later um the next match was suzy suzuki wrestling megan bay into a 15 minute time limit draw uh yeah i'm not gonna lie this was not very good um bad I thought Megan was like I watched this and was like, "Oh, Megan is cooked. Like she's she has used up the entire bag of tricks." Um, because like when Suzu wasn't on offense, this was so boring. Um, but again, I think that's just the crowd. I didn't even think that the Suzu offense was very good. I thought it yeah, all just like yeah. near the end is sort of kind of picking it up, but not enough to make up no. for like twelve minutes of just nothing, right? Yeah. But um, I, like I, I think the crowd being dead didn't help. Like I think they were no. clearly going for something, and the crowd was just sitting on their hands. So, and I, 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 like, based on this alone, I, I would have criticized Megan Bain, but then I thought she was really good in the next two matches I saw her in. So I'm just gonna write this one off as the crowd kind of killed it more than anything. Yeah. Um, I also think that like they were very clearly doing the David versus Goliath thing, and it mm-hmm. felt like it was just too much Goliath. You know yeah. what I mean? And then there there wasn't a, a satisfying ending as well, uh, which kind of kills the David and Goliath. I don't think it works as well, uh, especially because Suzu was... Like, a David versus Goliath draw works if the small... if the underdog, like, survives. Mm-hmm. Like, Suzu getting a comeback kind of ruined the match from a story wise but it also was the only good part of the match so this just was a wash i think like this it just didn't work in my opinion yeah it didn't have the bells and whistles that the tam match kind of did where you know tam like kicking out of the f5 was like the big kind of the big moment uh obviously her being the first to like slay the beast was also the only part of the match to, as of as of now so far yeah Whereas this had neither of that. Like, this didn't have those kind of additives that made the time match work. Yes. Um, And then the main event of the show was uh, Suri, Mariah, and Amisori beating Julia, Micah, and my Sakurai. Uh, Amisori got the win for her team in just under 16 minutes with the, uh, like, a thunder drop. Or thunder, yeah, thunder drop. Uh, Thunderbolt. You know, I was like, it's it's either drop or bolt, but I I felt drop, um, but I was wrong. Uh, you, I didn't really you switch up. You switch up. I do. I do. Uh, I didn't really watch any of the main the main events. They all looked very like basic three on three. Yeah. Uh, same. Actually, I watched yeah. all the promos afterwards, but I didn't watch any of the matches. That's um, fair. Did you see any of the promos? Uh, no, they'd kind of been recapped a lot already. Um, mm. And I did. I did want to give credit to Ami and Micah. Like they spent Ami trying to build Ami their match. Was was struggling through this. 
Um, kind of, yeah. But she the, didn't have no, a lot to work the, with, in fairness. The quietest yeah. I have ever heard a crowd was when Ami would, like, stall for applause, which is normal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing That's a thing that, like, wrestlers do. Like, if you notice it, you notice it. But it's because you don't really notice it because people usually clap, mm-hmm. right? These motherfuckers were not giving Ami anything. And she was, like, saying, like, she was she was going at, like, she was doing well. Like, mm-hmm. her, like, it wasn't like her execution was bad or, like, she was stumbling on her words or that. Like, she was committed. She was, like, in it. She was really, but the fans just don't like her in comparison to Micah. So, like, it was just, it was rough. Um, she said that Micah's destiny was not to win the red belt and that she simply should give up on trying. And uh, Micah basically said, this shit is hard, man. Give me a break. I'm trying. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny. Ami spit in her face and told her to get the fuck out. And then Micah stiffed her with a with a slap. One of the stiffest... Jesus. Hmm. One of the stiffest slaps I've seen in a minute. Like, she fucked her up. Um, and yeah, I thought that was great. I was like, ooh, I'm actually into an Ami match now. I'm excited to see it. Uh, that's crazy. They and, did yeah, a great job. Like, I knew Stardom was back as soon as they were doing this, and I was like, this is what we've been missing for weeks, is just wrestlers with direction and something to, like, bite into and actually and it's work very with. Small. It's it very is. small. It's very small. Like, it's just, it's just like, oh, I want to beat you in the first round of this tournament. That's all this was. Yeah. It just had venom to it, which is, like, that's the perfect wrestling story. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be elaborate. You don't even have... If it's there, it, it, I, just, I really like the Ami and Micah stuff that they were doing this past week. It was good. And, uh, you know, it all capped off with that Corkin. Um, mm-hmm. But our next show, anyway, was uh, Stardom in Sayama on November 25th. Uh, this is in the Sayama Citizens General Gymnasium. They did 301 fans here. Uh, the opener was Ami Sori beating Yuzuki in eight and, uh, just under eight and a half minutes. And like we went over Yuzuki. I don't think there's a point in going over it again. Hmm. Um, she then, Ami Sora wrestled back to back because uh, Unimon was pulled from this show. Uh, she beat Hanako in six minutes with a blue thunderbomb. So uh, Hanako uh, lasted less time than Yuzuki. But I also think it was they also like. very funny because Hanako ran out yeah. like she was cashing in the money in the bank uh, yes. to start, and she started whooping Ami's ass. And she still lost in six minutes. But I thought that was a really funny visual. Mm-hmm. I think the quick start is why it was shorter as well. Like they they mm-hmm. just they had a story to go with and just did it instead of lengthening the match, which is pretty cool. Um, we then had Hanan and Saida beating Hina and Miyu Amasaki when Hanan mm-hmm. pinned her sister with a blockbuster hold in nine minutes. Is it the Hanan special? I think. Uh, yeah, probably the backdrop driver. Oh no! It's yeah. I guess it would be that. I don't know. It was something. You know, she'd be right. in okay. some way. <laughs> um, we then had uh, Alice Inc. beating Araka in just under seven minutes with a right high kick. And yeah, you you and I kind of went over this already. Um, yeah. Okay. Siri and Mariah beat Megan Bain and Unimiz Mori. Oh, Unimiz Mori was on the show. It must have been Lady <laughs> C that was pulled then to change. No, the Lady opener. C was on the Singapore shows. She would have been back by this. This was on Saturday or so, wasn't it? Yeah, no, they weren't back by Saturday. Oh, then who was pulled to make no Ami do double duty? No idea, honestly. That is, yeah, I'm confused. All right, well. Um, I feel like we would have peeped it if, if it was there. I, it must have been Lady C. Oh, wait. 
Oh, Kino, oh this, is what, was, this is what it was. This is what was. Momo was pulled from the Singapore shows, um, and in her place, I think somebody else went. No, I don't um, think so. Just changed the matches. I think Lady C was back for this. I'm checking the hall. Uh, this is crazy. We have no. no that idea. was already that was scheduled. Brady? Yeah, they have both the match cards up, like for the schedule, which they don't change like day of. No, I think they did. Amy Sora was definitely not wrestling two matches in a row. Somebody somewhere was pulled from this show, and they changed it. I don't know who, but you know no what? Idea. It's I'm fine. It doesn't matter. Apologies. Um, <laughs> our main event was Julia, Micah, and my Sakurai beating Natsuko Tora, Starlight Kid, and Rina. And Micah pinned Rina with a Mishinoku driver number two. Um, third show to review was... Oh, that, that, that show, um, just real quick, after the main event, um, very funny because Micah was like, yeah, I heard Ami got her ass beat by some rookies earlier. I hope she's okay. And Ami just walks in. Like, she comes in. She's like, I didn't I didn't get beat up. I won. And Micah's like, yeah, okay. She's like, but I've, I won the match. <laughs> and, and Micah's like, yeah, but that's not what this is really about. Um, so yeah, Micah was just kind of owning Ami Sore uh, on this show. I thought it was quite funny. What an interesting person Micah is. They also waved off to Tekla in the general vicinity of Singapore. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, those were the things after the match. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough, honestly. Um, the next show anime was on November 26th. Uh, this is Stardom and Koryama. Uh, this is in the big palette Fukushima. And they had 523 fans for this one. Uh, in the opener was Hina versus Yuzuki. Uh, Hina won in eight minutes with a Rabuka, whatever that is. Big ending. Um, Oh, I see. And yeah, as I kind they, of said they had a before. good forearm exchange. That's that's the one thing that we didn't talk about. They yeah. had a uh, Izuki's forearms really good. Hina's forearms are better than they used to be. Uh, that was like a very high spot of this match, in my opinion. Yeah, no, this this was a really clean, well done match. I thought, and uh, it was when I was like, okay, Yuzuki is definitely the truth. Um, we had Starlight Kid beating Miyu Amasaki in nine minutes with a Black Tiger Leg Destroyer. Uh, not a good week for Miyu Amasaki. I didn't think this was very good either. Um, I think Starlight Kid like leg work matches are probably some of the less enjoyable things uh, on the I've house. I've never seen in the world. Do. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not great. Um, so yeah, I didn't I didn't love that one uh, all that much. Uh, Scandinavian Hurricane beat Hanako in seven and a half minutes with a cross armbar. And yeah, as I said earlier, that was kind of the first real kind of uh, Alice Inkamacher. I went, okay, she's she's getting there. She's putting it together. Yeah. Um, Micah and my Sakurai beat Hanan and Sai Ida. Uh, my Sakurai got her win back over Ida with a diving elbow drop in just under seven minutes. Wow. I will say, did you watch this? No. I only saw the finish, but the finish looked a bit sketchy because, like, Hanan was definitely supposed to make the save. Like, it wasn't, like, a her falling short thing. I think she literally tripped on the way into the ring. And, like, the ref pulled his arm when he counted three, but then it was like, oh, she's still there, and then just rang the bell. Uh, Hmm. So it kind of felt like maybe there was more to it, Um, but that also might just be cope. (laughs) Like, that's also very possible. But it it did feel like there might have been a, like, the finish might have been a bit I think Weird. stardom wrestlers tend to just kick out when their partner isn't there. So I don't know. Sometimes. But I guess sometimes. It's, it's, it is Mai's finisher, so maybe they wanted to protect it a bit more. Sometimes, and the thing is, is that uh, 
Yes, that. And also, Saya wasn't looking in the direction of where Hanan was coming from. So right. I don't think she could have known if Hanan, like, tripped or not. Uh, so I don't I don't really know either. That like, Because I know what you mean, but sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They kind of play it by ear with certain moves. Mm, that's fair. Um, our, ma- our next match, then, was Julia and Megan Bain wrestling to a 15-minute time limit draw. Um, Megan Bain... A year from now, this might be a proxy war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Megan Bain, I owe you an apology because yeah. holy shit, uh, her and Julia went crazy here. Uh, Julia, like they sacked one guy, and Julia said, "All right, it's time. I'm back. I'm gonna start wrestling uh, again." Because <laughs> she, like, for weeks looked like she had one foot in on SmackDown already. Like, mm-hmm. fully, I thought this woman was out the door. I um, know probably she's... the weakest tag league performance by a top star, and most of them were injured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude that like, gold rush pay-per-view i didn't want to say it but i was like did she even take like 10 bumps total across two matches no. <laughs> like she she was not having any of it i thought um and then you know now she looks more energized than ever and i think that's really good um maybe they sacked this harada guy just in time to keep her because if she had one foot out the door she she definitely has both feet back in right now yeah i mean even if she leaves it does feel like she's putting in a lot more work uh mm-hmm. heading into her leaving than she was before um and like, yeah i think they did I shit in they... this that was not how show stuff. oh yeah like totally. they there was head drops and i was like dude this is like a pay-per-view match on a house show like this is crazy yeah this felt like an extra five-star match for julia you know what i mean because like yeah, julia honestly. usually delivers with these with the smaller arena uh five-star matches that's like her bread and butter, basically. And she really was like, okay, we're going to make this like this is a five-star match. And I thought they did perfectly. Um, mm. She threw one disgusting Italian hook, like the punch, like a few seconds before the time limit, that I was just like, bro, that like looked like it went through her head. Like, it was insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always ready to call Julia washed. Um, I think that she under delivers more for me than a lot of other wrestlers do but then she just randomly shows up and is like yeah but i'm gonna have this really great match so you know am i really washed and it's like no i guess you're not yeah no i thought i thought what was great about this is they she took the fight to megan and yes always been like the best stuff with megan is when people are like genuinely fighting back um i think that's why this match worked in suzu i mean outside of the crowd obviously but i think that's why this match worked a lot better than the suzu one because it didn't feel like it was just megan you know pushing her around and then eventually her kind of making a little bit of a comeback but not really uh it felt like it was just a even match that megan just obviously had the power and size advantage that and i think that was a lot better of a way to work it here yeah like julia was like you know fearlessly trying to go at Megan Bain, which is something we haven't really seen at all. Like, even when Rose Gold had, like, a two-on-one advantage, it was still strategic. Julia was just like, I'm going to punt you until you go down, basically. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, and, yeah, the the one, like, suplex from the rope to the inside uh, was, was, was nuts. I was like, oh, yeah, that, the, like that the, is crazy. This is our German thing. Yeah, I, I was like, why? Like, how are you doing this on a house show? That is nuts. So, yeah, that was great. It was a really, really good match. I, I would say that's probably Megan's best uh, in stardom. It depends on how it's you feel there. about some of the tag matches. But as far as singles matches go, I think this is better oh, than definitely singles Tamla. match. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would put it at least up there with the Tam one, if not better. Um, I don't really remember much from the Tam match, though. <laughs> That's fair. Um, the main event then was Siri, Mariah, and Amisori beating Natsuko Tora, Araka, and Rina. Uh, Amisori got the win over Rina in just under 18 minutes with the Like a Thunder bolt. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, that gets us on to the Cork and Hall show. From yesterday, November 28th. Uh, this was in Corken Hall. They did 1,117 fans. So a real return to form there. Um, kind of with the you know the red belt back in circulation. Tag belts back around people's waists, even though they aren't champion. Uh, you know, obviously Aphrodite returning. It, you know, Stardom got a good number. It, it really felt like this was the one where it was like, okay, the energy is back. Um, so, you know. It's it's good to see that the fans kind of know that as well. I think the fans not showing up was uh, very much an indication of the show as kind of being a slog and nothing really happening. Why are you going to buy a ticket to a show when nothing is happening? Whereas obviously here, you had a thousand people show up on a Tuesday because this was a show worth watching. Yeah, no, I mean, this was a very good show. It was like on paper, it was a good show. And I think in execution, it was a really good show as well. For everything I saw, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this only went up earlier, so I had to, like, I only finished the last match I was watching, like, 10, 15 minutes before we came on, so I couldn't watch oh, yeah, everything. I, I stalled. I said, I'm going to be five minutes late because I wanted to finish the last yeah. match I was watching. Um. So, uh, I didn't get to watch the opener. It was Rina beating Yuzuki uh, in nine and a half minutes with a double di- double diving knee drop, and you have Just said like that this wolf. was really, really good. Yes, this was very good. Um... It was one of the better Rena singles matches I've seen this year, honestly. Because, uh, wow. you know, she kind of... She has a way of working those New Blood singles matches that are, like, they're good, but they're not, like... You don't really remember them much outside of just that they happened. Uh, I would say this was up there with, like, the Azusa match that was, like, really good. Because, um, yeah, it just felt... It felt like a redux of the Momo match. Um, mm. In that, like, they did a very similar style. It's just Rena isn't, you know one-time best wrestler in the world, Mama Watanabe. So it's like, you can't really fault it for being a little bit worse than that. But I think that Yuzuki even showed her growth from there to here in that it just felt like she was way more in it. And it was it was way more of a... I don't know, maybe it was a Korokin thing, because I think Korokin does improve the vibes of matches. You know what I mean? Like, a, mm. a great match in Korokin is better than a great match in the middle of nowhere, quite frankly. Um, in my opinion, it's it's like... Dave Meltzer in the Tokyo Dome. That's how I am with Cork and Hall. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was really good. Yuzuki looked great. Rina looked great. Everybody looked great. It was a very good match. All right. Uh, afterwards, they had both kind of made uh, n- mentions that like Yuzuki wants to win the future belt. Uh, Rina was even like, oh, you're really good. Like, I don't, I don't want to admit it, but you're really good. Um, and Yuzuki was like, oh, yeah, my first goal is to win the future belt. So might be something they go back to depending on how quickly they push yuzuki um but maybe not i would say rena has dropped it by then but who knows honestly she can hold it for a while has to win it before yuzuki yeah that does seem to be what they would go with Uh, especially with new blood west being a thing now isn't isn't miyamsaki from the west yeah they might do a change there she Uh, also hasn't uh challenged yet that's true yeah she's kind of yeah so i'd say miyamsaki to yuzuki maybe that would make sense to me. 
Yeah, it would depend. Um, now the next match is Fukigan Death beating Hina with a backwards roll-up. So, cool. Uh, that was four minutes long. Kyori Onyama getting that. She's not paid by the minute, that's for sure. Um, she never was. No. Uh, we have a three-way match then. Suri Ano beat Hanako and Miyo Misaki. Uh, Ano pinned Hanako in seven and a half minutes with a Hurricane Rana. So I assume it was like a maybe it was a Frankensteiner is what they mean. So yeah, you, it's, you it's, do it into the, the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the runner is the pin. Is it? Oh, right. Okay. I thought yeah. it was the Frankenstein. The inverse. You're thinking of the inverse. Yeah. Right. Frankenstein okay. is technically it without the pin. Um, I see. The runner okay. is with the pin, but people just right. don't really conform to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, we had Starlight Kid, Roka, and Natsuko Tora beating Hazuki, Hanan, and Saya Ida. Uh, Natsuko Tora pinned Ida with a Death Valley bomb in just under eight minutes. So. This is good. Yeah. It was good. Um, okay. It was kind of just like a sprint, you know. It was quick, Ooh. fast. Um, Hanan and, and Starlight Kid did great work together. Um, mm. I, I'm starting to think that Hanan does deserve a w- bit more of a place in that Kid Azumi area than she's getting, um, because she's very quickly maybe not as good as an Azumi. And if you if Starlight Kid's of your taste, then she's probably not as good as Starlight Kid. But she is improving insanely fast uh to the point where i'm just kind of like she's she's keeping up sometimes outpacing starlight kid in some of these matches uh and she's showing up in those matches against azumi so uh hanan's definitely showing up and i think this match was another indication of that very good okay that's good yeah i didn't get to see this one but glad to hear it natsuko Um... also simply won because ida loses to oedotai exclusively yes Um, (laughs) yeah which, you know, good for Tora to get a win. She's won, like, three times against Natsuko Tora, like, ever. Oh, my God. In tag team matches. Um, speaking of a way to tie, uh, our first mm. round match in the World of Stardom uh, Championship Tournament saw Momotanabe beat Mina Shirakawa in 10 minutes with a peach sunrise. Um, this was the match where I was like, okay, we are we are fully back. Like, the mm. crowd was so into it. The work was really well done. Um, I even like the the heal stuff from Away to Tai, not only because it protects Mina, but also because it set Momo up as the antagonist of this specific show. Like she mm. clearly had to cheat to win. And that made it so that when she faced off with Micah in the final, spoiler alert, it was her and Micah in the final, uh, the people wanted to see her lose because they had just seen her cheat Mina out of this win so clearly. Like she had like four different interference spots I to think, win. I think the Natsuko thing was the only point where I was like, okay, that's excessive. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like, did, that's a bit much. A little bit um, of overkill. Her getting in and hitting her finish, it's like, okay, dude, like, I get protecting Mina, that was a bit much. <laughs> like, it's just a, like... A smidge. A smidge Momo, yeah. Momo could probably win just with the bat and the finish. Like, you know what I mean? Um, maybe like a pullout. Like, I get that. But with the Natsuko thing, that's when I started being like, okay, this is... Um, but no, I agree. I thought it was like, a return to form for them. I I know you were a fan of their match in the five star. I wasn't as much of one. I think that the bulk of this match was better, uh, just because it felt like they were really just going at it, which I mm-hmm. love from them. Um, you know, Momo's at her best in singles matches in Corrigan Hall, in my opinion. I think that's like not a hot take. Uh, and yeah, I thought this was a very good match until it got a bit heavy on the interference because i agree with you i get what you're what you're saying that's like the interference uh had good reason for it and it like made sense and i agree but like 
I just kind of got tired of it by the time it actually caused the finish. That's fair, yeah. It did get a little bit excessive um, towards the end, especially when Mina kind of kicked out of the... Was it the peach? No, it wasn't the peach. It was the one before the peach. It would be the tequila or the peach? The tequila, tequila. Because, mm. uh, yeah, Momo hit her one of those and she kicked out at like 2.9. But it almost looked like Momo just rolled it through, so I'm not sure. Um, but I remember being like, okay, Mina's been killed and now she's kicking out of that. Like, that's a bit much as well. Um, but I think in general, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like there was a point where they were just kicking each other and I was like that was standing so fun. and applauding. That was so yeah, fun. That's what I'm here for. Uh, but the crowd was like eating out of their hands for basically everything they did. So like it was it was really fun to just see a, a raucous Corican crowd for a stardom match. Like <laughs> it was it was really fun. Um and yeah, I thought they did a good job of setting Momo up as like the antagonist really to, to kind of yeah. everybody else. Um that led us into our next match, which is also a, a World of Stardom Championship tournament match. Uh, Micah beat Amisore in nine and a half minutes with a Mishinoku driver. Um, they started fast and just kind of kept going. Ami attacked her. I thought her. this was really good. Oh, it was. I, like, like, it I was loved just, this match. It was just Haas stuff. Like They were just throwing shoulder blocks, throwing lariatos, just doing it. Uh, you know, they started you've fast. To, you've been one to talk about Micah being a very New Japan-pilled, a Puro-pilled wrestler. Um, yeah. This was that 2010's Never Open Weight Championship classic right there. Like this is right. this is what that was. You know, what I mean, like I loved this match so much. Uh, the build to it was great, and mm-hmm. I thought that the way that they executed it was great. I think this was like Ami showing uh, what she has the potential to be, and not just what she is, which is what yeah. I've been talking about for weeks now. I felt like this was like her match, right? I think they wanted the Julia match to be her match. It wasn't. Um, I think this was like a match you can kind of point to and be like, that's that's where Ami can be great is in a match like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this, obviously. Yeah, no, it was good. Like Ami tried to like get an upper hand. She attacked Micah during her entrance and like was beating her up outside and they were doing hot stuff on the outside. And Ami was even getting the upper hand. Like Micah really had to fight back into the match um, and kind of prove that she's the better powerhouse. So like, they really the played into their strengths. Well. Cause it felt, yeah. it felt like they were always like, man, no, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not taking that. And they just get, you know, like it, it had like a, a venom to it that I think um, sometimes feels manufactured, but it didn't here. It felt mm-hmm. like it was like, a, a, it felt authentic, which is very important. Cause yeah, I feel it, like it was big boy season hours, like, like yes. real big boy season stuff, like just full on meat slapping. Shouts so. out Biggie one time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought that was really well done as well. And it was a really good showing from Ami. Like definitely one of her like standout performances since joining Stardom. Um and it set Mike up really well heading into the final as kind of this like, hey, she's you had a great match, keep an eye on her. So I thought they did their job really, really well there. Um yeah, can I move on to the next match or do you have more? Uh no, that was that was just really good. It, All was, right. it was nearly a great match, I would say. It was okay. like a, a a smidge off of a... I don't know why I've been saying smidge so much today. But it was like a smidge off of a of a legitimately great match for Mamisore. That's fair. To say that. <laughs> um, our next match was Tekla and Alice Inc. wrestling to a draw when both of them were counted out in eight minutes. Um, I thought, you know, this was a good showing by Inc. Uh, Tekla was kind of getting under her, her skin. And just being a general annoyance, and you like Ink was trying to fight fight back and 
squash mm. the bug basically um so it was kind of well done uh the the countdown finish was kind of whatever but you know I, th- I thought it was a solid match really well played from both people yeah i think it was kind of hard to shine on this show because it was such a competitive card you mm. know what i mean like look at the matches that it's in between like this is yeah an easy you know and i didn't even watch the next match but i heard it was also quite good um like it, it's just a hard show to kind of show up show off on and i think that's what this match suffered from i thought it was a solid match but it was definitely one of the matches where it's like i probably could have skipped it you know it was just a good match uh and this show was kind of chock full of good matches so you know that's for sure um the next match as you said was mirai and siri beating my sakurai and julia uh, mirai pinned my sakurai in nine minutes with a lariat so I guess that's the Mai Sakurai white belt talks ended fairly decisively. Um, Mai Mai has Mai is over though. She had people chanting "Escargo," uh, which is snails, uh, yes. if I'm not mistaken. She Something did a like a partnership a few days ago with some like restaurant about their like escargo food. Um, so yeah, my, people are into the Mai Sakurai. It is it is incredible. But yeah, I didn't watch this one. I had the uh, the other matches kind of on tap. Uh, the next match was the Aphrodite return match. Sayaka Matani, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishita went to a 15-minute draw with Megan Bain, May Sarah, and Suzu Suzuki. By God, did I miss Utami and Saya. I didn't really realize just how much I missed them until they walked out. I heard the the entrance going for Utami, and I was like, man... This is this is what we're this is what we've been. Missing. I didn't expect to have missed Utami so much because it's only been like a month. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's been like five weeks maybe, where it's like, oh, you know. But like Auto, when she was in there, I was just like, this is this is my future goat. Like I, mm-hmm. like I'm so happy she's back, and obviously I'm happy Sai's back. Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier, I think Sai's going to have a harder time, as expected, uh, kind of getting back to the flow that she was in. Um, I think at certain points of this match, I kind of like felt like she was a bit off, um, but not to the point where I was like concerned. Just to the point where I was like, okay, it's her first match. It's her birthday. It's a loud ass Corken Hall. It happens. Like there's there's not much that I'm like nervous about when it comes to her. But uh, I do think that Utami just kind of came back and just was like, yeah, I'm I'm back and I'm still Utami, uh, and I'm still the goat, you know. So I'm here. And I thought that was one of my that was just one of my favorite parts of wrestling I've seen this week, basically. Yeah, that's fair, honestly. Um like Tommy's new gear and everything, I was just like, man, this is Love star it. this is star power in a ball. Like this is ridiculous. Um Saya had new gear as well. The the she's dripped out with the feathers and stuff for her the entrance. The robe is crazy. Yeah. It I is. love it's Saya's new good. robe. Um and like she got the majority of the match. Um, mm-hmm. like we'll get onto that in a bit, but uh this is definitely like a reminder of just how powerful Utami is. Like holy shit, man. She is she is something else when she's like feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was really good to see her back and just really good to get the both of them back. Like they work so well as a team. The the people are really into them as a as a duo, you know, like I think the the Japanese fans especially just love the dynamic between them um kind of like Funnily we saw in enough, the past in these 15 minutes uh, i don't think azumi tagged in once she didn't even need to um but she, she also i'm not saying that she great. needed to but it was it was very funny to me. like the kyushu yeah, the kyushu like pose when they they were uh, oh they idol posed 
Like, yeah. Azumi and Talsaya were, were waiting for Utami, and they were just staying in the ring, kind of just, like, looking cool. And then they're like, yeah, then she's here. And then they just yeah. hit the po- It was sick. Aura. Not right there. Are sick. Not right there is Aura. <laughs> you cannot the touch The inverse of Lexus King, right there. Yeah. That's the, the direct opposite. That is true. Um, the actual match, then, um, they, they made some very obvious... They made some things very obvious. Um, yeah. Suzu and Saya started the match and ended the match. Um, they also had a kind of forehead-to-forehead moment after the match. They could not be making it more clear that Suzu versus Saya is their big match. Uh, yeah. I imagine... Which calls into question who wins that main event. Um, yes, that's true. But I, uh, We'll talk about it after the next match, actually. <laughs> I would suspect the plan is Suzu and Saya at the uh, Yokohama show in April. That mm. just seems to be a big match for a relatively big arena, and they've started to build it already, so why not? Um, by then, you'd imagine Aphrodite, Aphrodite has uh, dropped the tag belts, so like yeah. Saya will be free for that. Um, but yeah, like Suzu and Saya quite clearly got a long section of this to build to something, whereas Utami was actually paired off with Megan Bain, because as they did after the match, Utami and Saya are challenging for the tag belts. So mm-hmm. they were kind of setting up Utami and Megan there as the main pairing for a goddess tag match, basically. Yeah. You could see it on the on the uh, page, on the results page. May Sarah threw a dropkick at Utami, and it was one of the nastiest dropkicks I've seen in a minute. It was so fucked. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I thought that, that Utami and Megan are like, they're going to be very good uh opposite each other in a two-on-two match because like utami just fucking germaned her out of her boots like it was nothing mm. and i was like oh like you almost forget how much of a power wrestler utami is like how strong she is like legitimately because she just it was like it was nothing she just fucking tossed her and i was like holy shit like that's the first time uh you know, like Suzu's done that to Megan before, but it looked like a struggle. Utami was just like, "Yeah, you going? <laughs> you are going over my head right now." And I thought that was sick. Uh, there was a big pop for Utami as well. I think, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say it for later. I think that the thing, the thing about Aphrodite, Aph- Aph- I hate that you say it, Aphrodite, because they I say always, Aphrodite. I know you like, do. I like they I know, say it as well. So I, I fuck up what I say because I'm trying to say Aphrodite. But then I also say Aphrodite. You know what I mean? It sucks. Aphrodite, I think that one of them is challenging the Red Belt champion at the Yokohama show. Just depends on who's the champion. That's how I see it. I think Mike Utami. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Utami is still the top dog. Like I like even though like in this return, obviously Sai is gonna take longer to come back because her injury was a lot worse and a lot more specific. But it just felt like, even though her and Suzu were obviously paired, it felt like Utami still is just, like, ever-present. Like, I cannot imagine yeah. her going a well, year without challenging. Yeah. I mean, Utami Utami came out last, which is usually yeah. the sign of, like, this is the big one. Which she is the leader. Um, None of her belts, so she's the leader. It makes sense. But, yeah, yeah that's part um, of it. So you had that. And then also, like, when the entrance was over, it was largely people yelling Utami. Um, mm-hmm. Not to undersell Saya at all. Like, this was, you know, no. Saya is on track for big things. But it was definitely like the crowd was like yelling through Tommy. Um, she and got like, the me last entrance. 
I would be cool if they just ran an Aphrodite tag reign for a while. Like, I don't need yeah. these singles matches right now. I think that them as a tag team is so money. I've been waiting for them to kind of go back to that uh, and kind of, like, focus on that for a minute. Uh, so this isn't me saying, like, oh, they need to drop, like, fuck Aphrodite as a tag team. Because uh, I love them as a tag team. I think that they should get some some legs with that reign. But I think that either Utami versus Micah or Saya versus Suzu is that match at Yokohama. Yeah, and I think they've made that clear. Um, you know, I mean, we said it a few weeks ago, Saya and Suzu were calling each other out in Tokyo sports. And that was kind of when I started to wonder about Tam, you know, and maybe dropping it to Suzu. So like, I, I feel like they have said twice now that Suzu and Saya is your match. But if they do change plans, then yeah, Utami and Micah is like a very easy layup to do as well. Because um, I don't think you do Utami, Suzu, uh, that quickly i feel like that's a match that you sit on because that's a big one um yeah i think it depends on who they go with for the red belt um and i don't know if you want to go straight on to that because um i actually have a couple quick things i know that we're right. going a bit long but um yeah. saya hit a modified emerald flosion yes the nastiest shit that was crazy and Suzu had to kick out because May was late, and I was so upset because I was like, "That should be like your like super finisher, homegirl." That shit mm. was disgusting. Why did you? Why did she kick out the first time you hit it? I know it's because the you know she had to, but like I was just like, "Oh no!" Um, and then she also did the old Kagetsu trope of always hit your finish even if the bell rings. Um, yes, <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Shouts out the trainer. Um, because, yeah, that, that's always a classic. Because Saya's just like, man, fuck you, I'm in this anyway. <laughs> and I love that spot every time it happens in a draw. So, it's yeah. great, honestly. And um, the, the aftermath, uh, Saya tried to speak English. Uh, she challenged uh, Megan Bain in English, and it was very funny. Because she was, like, super intense with every word she said in English. And then she forgot a word. And she was like, oh, fuck, I don't remember what I was. <laughs> I think she forgot four. She was like, we challenge you. Those. <laughs> it was like she forgot four, which is the easiest part. Yeah. I don't. It, it was either four or goddess. And I was like, those are both words that you say. Like, that is like, those are things that you, like, especially goddess. I was just like, how did you forget that? That's yeah. like, that's a, that's a lone word. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm happy they're back. I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Utami kept doing the Yana pose for some reason. I don't know, but I, I love them. They're great, honestly. The, the, at one point, Utami, because uh, Saya finished the match, she was like checking on her to make sure she's okay. Uh, and oh my, Japanese women was, were horny. Very, <laughs> they were <yeah>. like, <laughs> the quote tweets are amazing. These women are just like, I wish somebody would treat me the way Utami does. And I was like, that is that is crazy. No, Never is so underestimate. Valid. Never underestimate the power of Tomboy. (laughs) Like, Tomboy is... They rule the roost, man. Women love them, the Tomboy. So, fair play. Um, I I agree with women. Shit. That's fair, you know? Tomboys, fanboys, the world is as it is. The most popular among us. Oh, shit. Momo came out with the fucking ponytail. That must have been a great match. So, the main event, then, was the World of Stardom Championship uh, Tournament Final. Uh, Micah beat Momo Watanabe in 14 and a half minutes with a Mishinoku driver number two. Um, this was another like well done match, and I like I, I was just blown away. This crowd 
was so on board for Micah winning. Because um, as I said, kind of Momo was established as the big bad. So she was like mm. beating on her before the bell, attacking her outside, like really laying in. And the crowd was just super into the Micah comebacks. Like there's a point where she does her suplex off the top rope and rolls it into another suplex. And the crowd was when bonkers. Like they were so loud for Micah as she got that comeback. And Momo kind of teased them really well as the heel. She was like very aggressive, very good at grounding Micah, very good at kind of keeping her, keeping the crowd interested. And, you know, she and obviously sold like nobody's business when Micah got back into it. Um, this was a great final in that you had Micah kind of beating the big bad, and Micah came out of it like a babyface hero almost. Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't get to see it. I'm excited to see it. But Micah is absurdly popular. They might have a Micah problem because she got on the microphone after the match. And before she even spoke, just the entire crowd was chanting for Micah. Like, I haven't heard a wrestler in stardom get reactions like this in ever. (laughs) Like, I I cannot recall the last wrestler to have the entire Corican just chanting their name, you know? And I mean, there's definitely been cases of it, but. I get what you like mean. the closest yes. is Utami in the cage match, maybe. And that was a few yeah. that was like that was what people are considering like the best match of the year. So, you know, you have Micah now on two occasions having essentially an entire venue bind her to win. Um like they might have a Micah problem on their hands. She might be too popular uh for this Suzu match, because Suzu is the likely winner. But the hmm. crowd, the people they seem to really want Micah. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been saying it uh, for like a week. Um, if because Suzu was supposed to be champion, uh, allegedly that's the that's the report. Um, if Micah isn't winning, she should not be in this match. I know that it's like it's the only story they got, but like, that's a that's a rough. Yeah, like that. That's not gonna. This is not gonna be good for Suzu. Um, see if she loses or she wins, but it doesn't uh, sit right with uh, a lot of people. And I think that's not mm-hmm. the way you want to start. You know, this young. And it, it's it's not even one of those where you can say, "Oh, this is just the English speaking fans." No, this is the people in the venues. The yeah. people in the venues are yelling for Micah, and they are not English speaking fans. Well, I'm sure some of them are, but you can't say all of them are. Like, this no. is the native audience, and they I mean, are it's, it's, super into her. It's in a way, it's comparable to Jungle Kiona, which I hate that Micah is so jungle pilled in that way. Um, yeah, but it's like I don't know. I because I, I, I was having this kind of debate with with some people this week that it's like I think Micah is more in tune, like in line with the, for the red belt right now than Jungle Kiona ever was. Um, which is obviously not something that you know old stardom fans want to hear, <laughs> but it, it's like it's kind of the case that we're in because it's like it's it's hard to argue against her winning the belt um, right now, unfortunately for Suzu. Yeah. Um, now, if they like are actually into it, and it seems like they know what they're doing because Suzu is taking a slightly heelish position. She was kind of saying, like, uh, this is going to be the beginning of your hell. Like, I'm going to make like life hell for you. You lost me, and I'm going to beat you again. 
Whereas Micah is like, I'm the one with momentum. I am fighting. I haven't got injured. I'm going to keep going. Like They're very clearly presenting Micah as like the baby face of the story. I mean, she's, was the she heel. already kind of presented herself as the savior of stardom. That was kind of her adage in the yeah. she did an interview recently. Oh, yeah. She um, kind of went with that as well. It's like, I didn't get injured and I'm still here. Look at yeah. me. I have momentum. Um, it's interesting because this entire time, uh, the story has very clearly been that Suzu is the least dickish of the two. I mean, she started being dickish, yeah. but then Micah just kind of went full tilt with it. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, I think know. they have uh, an opportunity to make it work. Because um, even if Micah loses, if the follow-through is proper, you can have her win later. Um, but I, I don't... Like, I, it feels like they want Saya to be the next champion. So, how do you, you know, how long do you I wait? Mean, on Micah, Micah could lose to Saya very easily, but then Suzu just completely gets skipped over. Yeah. With, you know... Like, if, if it is Micah, you're looking at like a two year thing. You're looking at a Naito esque story where she kind of gets overlooked and you're just on the long path to, to the redemption. Because um, mm. if she's being positioned as a babyface, then they at least know she's popular, that the crowd wants her to win. Um, but I just don't know how that's gonna work when you know if Suzu actually does win at Sumo Hall. Like I just I don't mean, know how that goes down to people. They clearly aren't afraid to do multiple red belt champions in a year. So I could see it do them doing the inverse and having it go Micah wins it here, um, loses it to Saya, and then Saya loses it to Suzu, and they just do the Suzu does thing that they want to do this year. Suzu wins year. two GPs in a row? Or does Saya win a nominator challenger? Mm. Like, oh, that's fuck. that's the big that's issue. That's a hard, you know, because yeah. it's a hard sell. You're booking around a, you know, April and December. That's how you're going, I assume. Because mm. I don't, I don't foresee the the red belt changing on a random show in July. Maybe I'm wrong. But if they could, they do like doing that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I doubt. Like, it's it's a good problem to have if somebody is too popular. But I definitely just wonder how they're going to manage it. Because it feels like Micah has a real groundswell of momentum that you can't ignore. But also, can you have Suzu not get the TAM match, lose to Micah, and not lose a lot of momentum? Like, I don't know how Suzu kind of recovers from that, but he's young enough, maybe she'll be fine. I don't know. I don't envy Rossi right now. Because, uh... No. Like his best story is essentially the woman he wants to be champion is not the more popular one of the two. Do uh, based on they, the crowd Do they do Micah dirty and Good. like have her have her win and then drop it pretty quick, like v one v two type? To point. be honest, I wouldn't even mind. Like Micah winning is almost I would the get moment. It. Like I, like I I wouldn't particularly like it, but I would get it. Yeah. Um, well, I assume Saya would beat her in April, which would be like V2, V3, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking around the Cinderella, um, because mm. I feel like Suzu, the only t- tournament that she hasn't, I mean, God League, but the only, you know, singles tournament like that, I feel like her winning the Cinderella is something that I could see happening. Um, so that she doesn't have to win the red belt, or she doesn't have to win the five star again. Uh, that is a Julia level super push right there. Yeah, <laughs> actually, even quicker at, than Julia. Even yeah. quicker than Julia. Both tournaments in twelve months and a red belt. 
them. That's a Tony Storm level push right there. Um, (laughs) Except on purpose, not accident. Well, mostly at least. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard. Yeah, like you said, I do not envy Rossi Ogawa right now because I don't know what the fuck I would do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know what I would do. I I would go with Micah. But I, I see. I'm always for going for what's hot and seeing what you have. You know, that's kind of my view of wrestling, but not everybody would agree with that, I think. Mm. Um, we have shows to preview. You wouldn't think it, given how long we have spoken. Um, there's, there's a good few of them as well. Uh, do you want to just focus on the pay-per-view? Because these smaller shows, they don't really matter, I don't think, in the uh, grand scheme. 03, 05, and 06 are the ones that we would be talking about, probably. Yeah, I mean, they're house shows. They're I'm just, the I'm God's Eye, multi-tag mains. Uh, they don't well, have Scott it on the po- schedule. You'd have to go through the They thing. have them on the news. Yeah, that's where I'm yeah. at. Um, Scott posted a tweet of like the interesting ones. We can kind of go through them if you want. And that's uh, just a... No, I think the pay-per-view is going to take a while. Okay. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, do they have the full... No, they don't have it there. Hold on. I have to... They're, they're, they've taken a step back now. They don't have the schedule on the schedule. They have the schedule on news. So a bit of a down step there from stardom. Um, let's see. So we have a pre-show match. It's Miyu Amasaki and uh, Hanako taking on Mina Shirakawa and Yuzuki. Um, Mina obviously is, is in a faction of her own without Waka. So <laughs> she's just teaming with whoever. And that's a pre-show match. So we won't see it anyway. It doesn't count. They don't count, as I don't think. Um, the actual first match of the show is my Sakurai versus Raka. Um, I'd imagine my Sakurai wins. They just want to yes. give the popular wrestler a win. Okay. Uh, Soriano and Yuna Mizumori versus Hanan and Saeeda. Uh, I'd imagine... Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, I, I would imagine the Wingori duo pin Yuna since they are the New Blood champs. It's against Ano, though. Yeah, but, you know, Yunamana's like a... Yunamana's one of the big losers they have as far as, like who they have take bins like it's her and waka basically it's it's crazy yeah i mean i would i'd probably just have like Ida roll her up or whatever get to yeah bashi fair enough uh we have siri mariah and amisore taking on natsuko tora momotanabe and starlight kid this was kind of a redux of uh some of the house show mains but I don't know. Maybe yeah, God's Eye kind of win that usually. Uh, well, that that they, is the big they... free away to tie. So yeah, and they are know. kind of pushing this like Oedo Tai versus God's Eye story that I don't know where they're going with it. Well, it's a thing. That's true, because oh. God's Eye did take in Saki Kashima. Let's not forget. Um, yeah, maybe God, maybe Oedo Tai cheats. They seem to be cheating a lot lately. Maybe they're going to lean on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think like Kid or Tora is challenging Mariah. I don't know who's challenging Mariah, but you'd have to set it up here, wouldn't you? You would think, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, the next like actual show that isn't this tour that they're doing is uh, Yuan Climax, I believe. So mm. interesting. Or I guess the year end tour final in Osaka that might be no, it's mm. not big. No, um, no, no. It's pretty much yeah. Year end climax uh, is the twenty fourth, and they kind of need matches before then. So yeah. I expect a lot of matches actually to be made at this show. Yes, um, <laughs> they have to. Yeah. That's true. Um, so our next match is a Goddess of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Micah and Megan Bain take on Utami Hayashishita and Saya Kamatani. Um, 
you know, I feel like this is a layup for Saya and Utami. Uh, Saya did an interview and she was like, I want to have a tag run with Utami. I want to hold those tag belts. So she kind of gave it away. Um, as Saya is wont to do, to be fair. Um, but also, I she mean, she just manifests, Omi. Yeah, she's just good at it. Uh, and also, Megan, like, again, we don't know when Megan is heading home. Maybe but you don't not, want. I don't know if she has enough time for a title, tag title Probably reign not, with a Micah person is busy. who. Yeah, I mean they could yeah. run another one at year in climax and just have them lose it. They there. won't. They probably but won't. You're right. Yeah. I imagine it's one three, one four maybe. But yeah, you you might not have Megan by then. So yeah, I would go with uh, Saya and Utami there. Also, badass new Utami render. Dude, wow. Where do you even see the renders? I I don't have. On it. the news part. News. The news. Uh, new Gen Group presents. Oh here here here. Remember they were doing a tournament on the show. What the hell happened to that? Oh no, that's like a. They, they, that's like a gambling tournament or something. Oh, um, okay. That's like fun. they posted on YouTube. Yeah. Because, yeah, I remember like they were like, because they had Utami, Marai, and Momo, and Micah. And I was like, how are they going to do that? But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. there was a video of them at like a, a slot machine or something. Oh, I don't right. know. It okay. was like a thing. <laughs> um, Micah kept thanking the slot machine for giving it. Have you, have you found the render? Are, are you yes, there? Yes, I have. Okay. She's, she's as cool and royal and beautiful as ever. Yeah. Uh, Utami gives me problems because I really want to be Utami, but obviously yeah. that's not possible. Um, so I just have a, a, like sheer envy every time I see her. So <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, we have a high speed championship match. May Sarah defends against Tekla, uh, and May is retaining. Oh, that's that one thing I fun. didn't get to mention uh, in the for the Tekla match against uh, Alice. Inc. I didn't understand it, but yeah, I'm was, glad you picked up on it. Um, May Sarah was like a second because she's a younger wrestler, so she mm-hmm. takes you know care of the ring. She holds the ring, the ropes open, and she just does that for everybody because she is unaffiliated. Well, Tekla did not like that, <laughs> so her being a default second was not cool. Tekla tried to kill her, uh, <laughs> and I found that very funny um, because yeah, May Sarah just you know as a younger wrestler that's unaffiliated, uh, that's just her kind of duty is to be an overall second. And Tekla kicked her out of the ringside. She's like, wait, so I, I just don't have to work? Shit, okay, bye. <laughs> she just dipped. She was making belt motions. I, don't, I think she was annoying Tekla. Yeah, um, that, that's also part of it. Yeah. Uh, we have a strong women's championship match. Uh, Julia defends against Azumi. Um, so Julia and Bane kind of set up a potential rematch, which might be a point to get the belt off of Julia, depending on uh, maybe not real Mercedes Renato. Um. So oh no, I, we've 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 reduced her from Mercedes Monet to Mercedes Renato before she turns back to Sasha Banks. <laughs> yeah. So I'd imagine Julia retains here because she has got the Bay in match, maybe. And uh, she does. Re- yeah, she retains here. Yeah, she who who will remain unnamed. <laughs> so yeah, but this is a motivated Julia now. So this could go crazy. Um, we have a UWF rules match: Nanai Takashi versus Alice Inc. Um. I'm sure Nanai will somehow find a way to win. Uh, yeah. Um, then we have a passion, world... baby. Sure. Uh, we have a World of Stardom Championship Challenge Certificate match. Suzu Suzuki defends her right oh, to be in the world title great, match. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. They are going to go absolutely crazy, and Suzu is going to retain. But you know what? I'm kind of well, not retain, but yeah, well, get kind of retain. Yeah, yeah I, I think giving Suzu like a headline singles match with somebody as good as Hazuki is a really good idea ahead of December to just go, hey, look how great Suzu is, you know? 
Yeah, no. I mean, like, Hazuki. If you want a good match, put Hazuki in a pay-per-view singles match. Like, yes. it's, it's a it's very simple event. formula. So, in a main event, yeah, especially. Right. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm here for it. Singles matches, we love you. Um, and yeah, that's that show. It's actually a lot more straightforward than I thought. Um, but, you know, there are too many house shows. I don't think we should go through them because uh, yeah, we, we just don't have time. Um, we also we, won't be able to like talk about most of them next week because it's like... Yeah, uh, also next week is awkward because we got a notice today that the electricity is going to be off on Thursday right. morning because they're doing works around here. And that's when I'm supposed to edit <laughs> and post oh. the show. So it's like, this might go very late on Thursday. Because they were like, yeah, your, your electricity might be gone from like 9 until 4. And I'm like, that is all day. Like, how, how, did, how has it gone it all day? day? Um, but, you know, I might just leave. Y'all motherfuckers better not be using the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that's fun. But, yeah, we will figure that out ourselves. But we'll be back next week either way to discuss uh, the stardom Nagoya Big Winter 2023. And also look ahead to the... Mainly the house show stuff. I imagine we'll have a lot to dig into with announcements and stuff like that. So we'll probably talk about the Wakayama show, uh, whatever is decent on it, because that will be up by then. I imagine. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Um, which, we will know because you know, they have a schedule now. They 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 let us know in advance. So yeah. Um, yeah. and that looks like a decent show. Like there's decent mm. all right matches on that. Um, main event is. sounds good. It's it's stars versus Suzu and her. A uh, tall and small friend. Uh, that would be fun. All right. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the university match. Damn. Got all the rest. Were that. we going to? <laughs> well, it was fun. We didn't even it... talk about the Singapore sh- tour. That yeah, but that's not going to air. Matters. It's never going to air. So I don't know. You don't air those. I don't think it's a point. Hazuki and Maysera became uh, close friends on that trip, okay. and it looks very wholesome. All right. Well. Good. That's I'm the glad. news. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, it we is but before then, it is time to close the show. If it you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ejo. Ejo.